So this morning we will be reading from Acts 10, the verses 1 to 25, or 22, yeah. Um, And it's found on page 1708 in your pew Bibles. Cornelius calls for Peter. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian Regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. One day, at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Cornelius stared at him in in fear. What is it, Lord, he asked. The angel answered, your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa. Peter's vision. About noon the following day, as they were in their, on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles of the earth and birds of the air. Then a voice told him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. They called out, asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you, so get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. Peter went down and said to the men, I am the one you're looking for. Why have you come? The men replied, We have come from Cornelius the centurion. He is a righteous and God-fearing man who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to have you come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. Then Peter invited the men into the house to be his guests. The gospel is for you, in you, and it goes through you. When I was at the pastor and leader conference in Edmonton, this was the passage that was used to, for our devotion. And we were encouraged to reflect and study why this account was written down, so that, that written down as all scripture is to be used to instruct God's children. There were three different pastors that reviewed this message, and they said to go for it. 
So, this gospel is for you. Ever since the sins of our ancestors, Adam and Eve, God promised us deliverance. This atonement came through Jesus dying on the cross for the world's sin and then raising to life again. And this fact is also repeated in John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. These are Jesus' own words in the Bible. So that means the gospel of eternal life is for all of us. This fact is also in the vision, and it's repeated three times. God's saving grace is not only for the Jews, but for all people. Now the question is, is it in you? Once you've accepted that Jesus died for you, God replaces fear and resentment and bitterness with joy, peace, patience and kindness and goodness and self-control. Your heart starts to beat in rhythm with God's. You become alive with joy knowing that you are in Jesus' care. Do you believe this amazing grace? Say, Amen. In this passage of Acts, we read that Peter was waiting for his lunch. And he went up to the roof of his house for his noon prayer. We go back in time when Jesus was still with his disciples. Peter and all the rest were all in training to be fishers of men. When Jesus questioned his disciples, Who am I? Peter said, You are the Christ. The living, God, living Son of God, Luke 9, verse 20. This was the beginning of Jesus' saving work in Peter's life. Peter had accepted this amazing grace and love of Jesus. The gospel was for Peter, and now it is in him. Peter is on fire for Jesus. Just a few days earlier, before this vision, he had raised Dorcas back to life. So we know that the Holy Spirit was in him. And while in prayer, he gets the vision of the sheet full of all kinds of animals and then a voice telling him to get up and eat. This happened three times. Now, there are several places in the Bible that the number three is significant. The denial of Jesus that Peter did before the rooster crowed Jesus asking Peter three times if he loved him. Three disciples going up the mountain of transfiguration. A rope of three strands is not easily broken. Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days. And Jesus was in the grave for three days. We also have the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So when things in the Bible are recorded three times, it is important. This vision is not to be ignored. So what happens when Peter goes down to eat? 
Three men are looking for him. This must be important. After inviting them in for a meal, the next day he went with them to share the message of salvation to Cornelius and his relatives and close friends. Now, I'm going to relate this account to blood. Yes, blood. You may say, well, there's no blood in this account. But Peter was told to get up, kill, and eat. And when you kill an animal, there's lots of blood. Lots of blood. So I'm talking about the blood that's in you. The blood that God has put in you. It circulates through your heart and keeps you alive. This blood was made for you to bring oxygen to your brain and food to all parts of the body. It's amazing how this system work, works. This blood is, in you, is for you to live and it's also for you to maintain life. Now we come to the next step. This blood can also be donated. Their slogan is, the blood, it's in you to give. It's often written in newspapers and advertised through the media. And there are even some in this congregation who donate regularly, since blood is needed for saving the lives of other people. You have no control of where this blood is going and who the recipient will be, but you give knowing that this blood might save someone's life. This blood was for you, and it's in you, and now has gone through you. The gospel of saving grace is for you, and it's in you, and now it has to go through you. Thessalonians 2 verse 8, Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. The gospel changes the way you live your life. God is present and active in this world, and he works through people. You have a purpose in this life, and God is inviting you to join him in sharing the news of God's redemption. We may not get a direct vision like Peter, but this vision is also for us to obey, as God showed Peter that the gospel is for all those who are hungry. There is a, a parallel in donating blood, and that is sacrifice. Yes, sacrifice of time. Most of the time it takes an hour from the time you leave home till you return. A small sacrifice, but it could save a life. In Romans 12, 1, 2, it says to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Yes, by sharing the gospel, it can save a life. Jesus gave his life as a sacrifice. His, he gave his lifeblood so that we can have eternal life. Eternal life for all people. You also don't know who's receiving the blood that you're donating but you know it saves a life. And when you go out to give the gospel, you don't know how many lives are touched, touched for eternity. When Peter went to Cornelius, he took a leap of faith. As Jews were not to associate with a Gentile or even visit with a Gentile, 
But this vision of the sheet containing all sorts of animals changed Peter's and all missionaries' task. The gospel is for all people, not only those across the ocean, but right here across the street. The gospel is not only for us in church, but also for the drug dealers, the drunkards, the gamblers, etc. It is for everyone. When you live the gospel, others will notice and be affected by the way you live. The love of God then flows through you just like blood and will benefit others. God's word is not a stumbling block, but a way to eternal life. Ephesians 2, 8-10. There is another parallel to donating blood, and it is this. The nurse takes your blood pressure, and a questionnaire about your health has to be filled out. If you're not healthy, you cannot donate. If you're not a healthy Christian, how can you share the gospel? We've had sermons on reading the Bible every day, spending time in prayer, be hospitable to each other, and trust in the Lord to use you in ways that you have not been used. Throw your net on the other side. How is your fishing from Pastor Bumhoff? In order for Peter to be healthy after his denial of Jesus, Jesus questioned him three times if Peter loved him. We can also be questioned. Do we really love Jesus? We are to feed his lambs. Do we really love Jesus? Feed his sheep. Do you really love Jesus? Feed his flock. I personally struggle with this order. Every time I go to Mexico to do mission work, I say to myself, I'm going to change. Yet, when I come home, I still go back to my sawmill and saw logs. We all go to church to hear God's word, but the word grows no further than in in us. Jesus gave his life for everyone that calls on his name. What now? The challenge is to connect with one person for a year. Start with prayer. Pray for that fellow worker, relative, neighbor, or friend. Pray every day, then as the Spirit moves, invite him and her for a meal. Knowing that God is with you and the gospel is in you to give, be bold And like Peter, tell the good news of peace and salvation. The gospel is for you and me. The gospel is in us. Now it is time for the gospel to go through you. Amen. Amen. And we'll have a song of response.